Hi, y'all. Welcome back to my podcast, Let's Talk Books. If you're new, hi, my name is Grace, and today we'll be talking about Crescent City by Sarah J. Mass. And this is in, I think, like just the same like general world as her previous books, but it's more modern. So in this book, it focuses on a uh, girl named Bryce, and like Bryce Quinlan is her full name, and in this book, or really the series, because I'm currently reading the second book in the series, and I think it's still ongoing, um, but it is much more modern because in this series there are, so Bryce, let me give you like at least the, where they, like, so the city they're staying in is Crescent City, and there is another, I think, I don't know if it's another continent or another just city on the same continent, like, there's not enough information for me to piece together on where exactly the territories lay because this world is controlled by, I think, six to seven, like, they're called the Steri or Asteri or something like that. I'm not entirely sure how you pronounce it, but it's called A-S-T-E-R-I. That's how, that's the name of these six, like, six or seven, like, archangel angels who are super powerful and they control various territories, but they are kind of like, or not, they don't, like, they control everyone. And they are like, kind of like the head people and super powerful. Like you can't like, they can easily kill you. Like they're, it's one of those things where like, they know, like they're, they're just very powerful and just don't you don't want to mess with them type of thing, but you don't really know them or talk to them because they're just doing their own thing. And then there's people who are under them who are um, the leaders of the various territories, from my understanding. Like, I don't think there's, like, I think the Asteria are, like, the top guys. I don't think, I think from my understanding, then it's, like, a set... Uh, um, and then below them are these leaders who are in control of different parts of different territories. And in Crescent City, there are various people who are in charge of, um, the different sections. And, um, for example, in Crescent City, there is a guy named Mika who is a head of, I think, Crescent City as a whole, um, from my memory, if my memory serves me right. And also, like, I think if I understood it right, it was a little bit confusing. But in this first book, we see Bryce kind of, she is best friends with a girl named Danica, or Danica. Um, and this is fantasy. So there's creatures, like there's shapeshifters, there's mermaids, like there is angels, there are fae. Like, this is like, there's a lot of different, like, creatures and different, like, types of people um, in this, like, kind of, like, her previous novels or previous series where there's a lot of different just beings in her, um, in her cities and just in her books in general. And in this one, Bryce is, so we learn that she is half a half human, and to a lot of people, that's just, like, she is non-existent. Like, people treat her poorly because of her being only half a half human. 
And so she works in this gallery slash like gallery archives, I think, place that is uh, that we learn later is actually really important. And so she kind of sells art. She finds like various things to um, do. And she works with this, uh, well, her boss is named um, Jessica, who is super powerful. Just, you don't really know that much about Jessica. You just know that she, like, she was a witch, I think. And there's also, like, four different houses in this series. So Crescent City, uh, or not Crescent City. Um, so there's, like, four different houses. Let me, like, open to the page that has different houses, um, just because I don't know off the top of my head. And, yes, the houses are kind of important. But, like, you you don't get, like, a full, like, description throughout the book to really understand, like, these are the issues between these two houses. These are the issues between these other houses. Like, it was one of those things where I, I got a little bit confused because I was like, okay, this just seems like there's so much going on. And I felt like there was just, like, it was it hard, it was hard for me to get through this book just because it was so long. And I feel like... I just kind of forgot what was happening from the beginning. Like, it was kind of one of those things where I was like, okay, yeah, you can keep writing, but I'm not going to remember the entire storyline because it's so long. But the four houses include House of Earth and Blood, House of Sky and Breath, House of Many Waters, and the House of Flame and Shadow. So I will give you guys a few examples just so you have an idea of like, okay, this explains why, like, this is called this or why they're in this house. So House of Earth and Blood are include like shifters, humans, witches, ordinary animals and etc. House of Sky and Breath include angels, fae, elementals, um, and then House of Many Waters, hence the name are like those who are in the water, so like mermaids, water beasts, nymphs, all that stuff. House of Flame and Shadow are um, of course since the name it's reapers, wraiths, vampires, dragons, all that stuff. Um, and there's, it's kind of interesting because throughout this entire time, like, um, we just see, okay, so let me give you guys context of the storyline so then I feel like I'm jumping around. So Bryce and Danica were, have been best friends since I think high school or college. I think high school, like they met and Danica is, um, she is a shapeshifter and she is, she is a wolf shapeshifter, so she is a part of a... So I think she's, like... I think the easiest example of describing what she is is a werewolf. So she... Ha- she's the head of her pack, and there are a few different packs in this, in Crescent City, and I think in, a, like, across the world, like, across this world. And she was a head of this one pack, and... Throughout this novel, we realize that we learn so much more about Danica um, and her pack um, because she ends up getting killed or dying. Uh, we don't learn until later what actually happened. But Danica, she was, she had a lot of secrets. Like, she didn't tell Bryce a lot of information. Um, and we learn that, like, so. Danica, so we learn a lot of stuff about Danica, and there's also this other guy named Connor who, um, was this guy who was a part of Danica's pack. 
who had this crush on Bryce. And Bryce is someone who's very outgoing, just very, like, someone who I can see as, like, you can be good friends with her, but then she also kind of had, like, if she wants to get what she, like, she will get what she wants, you know, like, um, and she definitely has, like, kind of an attitude on her, too, so, um, she, uh, and essentially, after Danica dies, like, um, Bryce is, like, okay, like, she was at this one, uh, location, and then she ends up, like, something happens, and I don't remember the specific details because it's been a minute since I read this. I was traveling this past weekend, so that's why I'm, like, finally recording because I just got back from traveling. So, and I read this near the end of my travel, like, near the beginning of my traveling. So, that's why it's, I don't remember the specific details, so my apologies. But, um, essentially, Bryce, like, ends up saving um, this really important guy who I think I mentioned earlier, Mika, and he's, like, just to remind you guys, he is, like, the head dude of Crescent City, and very powerful guy, and he's, like, this archangel, archangel, and there are also, like, um, specific parts of, like, the army, like, or military, and essentially, like, there's, like, the 33, which is, I think, the main military part of Crescent City, I think. I think there's, like, the 33, and then I think there's something else that's also part, like, that's also part of the military, slash just, like, um, spies and all that stuff, I think. It's, like, the 30, it's, like, kind of just anything military, government stuff, like, you affiliated is, like, a part of, like, the 33 and stuff. So, she, I think, Mika, um, is in charge of everything, and so Bryce ends up saving him, and then, um, which she didn't realize until, like, later, like, no one told her that she saved literally the head of the, like, like, the head of the territory, um, until later, and it was like, okay, what the heck, um, but then, um, so, Stuff goes awry after this incident that happened, and so, like, Danica dies, um, Bryce ends up surviving somehow from this attack from this demon that gets, like, that pops up, and she saves this guy. So, she, um, and then she has to get interrogated by a variety of people because they're like, how do you, like... How do you survive this attack? Um, and essentially, she ends up surviving and all this stuff. And then after she learns that Danica passes away, like, there's a period, like, a two-year period where she just doesn't talk to anyone. She just doesn't do anything. And um, then something happens. And about two years after, she, um, like, stuff happens. And I don't remember what specifically, but um, murders start happening again, and so then people who are part of 33 have to go and get, uh, talk to Bryce and be like, hey, like, we need to talk to you, and we need your help figuring this out, um, and Bryce also has a half-brother 
named, uh, oh my god, what's it? Rune. And essentially, she and, like, there's a specific thing called, um, the Luna's Horn that got stolen, um, two years, like, prior. That was when Danica passed. Like, right before Danica passed, she stole the Luna's Horn, and then, like, we learn throughout this entire, like, after two years, like, after two years passed, um, we learn that, like, so Rune was on, in charge of finding the Luna's horn. Like, for some reason, Bryce's boss, Jespa, was like, you need to find the Luna's horn while Danica was still alive. And then once they, um, after Danica died, like, kind of didn't seem that important, but then once... Uh, and then Rune got assigned to look for the Luna's horn, and then Bryce somehow gets put onto, like, this mission of, like, finding information relating to these murders, and she gets assigned with this guy named Hunt. And Hunt is the love interest, obviously, um, and he is this angel who, very powerful angel, um, I mean, classic Sarah Day Mass, where the love interest, of course, is, like, the super powerful guy. Um, so, yeah, he's, like, he, to give you guys context, so, Hunt's about 200 years old. He, um, he, I don't really know where he specifically grew up, but he grew up, and then he fell in love with this girl, and then fought in one of these big wars, um, like, about 150 years ago or something like that. And he, um, ends up becoming, like, a slave for this woman named Sandril, um, who we don't like. Sandril is horrible, okay? So, we don't like Sandril, and so he becomes this slave for Sandril, like, he has to do all the stuff for, like, and the reason why I'm using that word is because that's what's used in this book. Um, and... Um, then she, then Han ends up going to Mika and he, Mika and him make this deal where, like, um, if he finds information related to the murders and who did the murders, then he will, like, then Mika will only let him, like, will only have him kill, like, ten more people and then he is free. And the reason, and... To give you his context, like, Mika, um, is the only t- way that Mika will allow Hunt to be free of his, um, contract. I mean, I just say, contract is probably the best word to describe it. Um, contract with me, uh, so, for, the only way that Hunt's able to fulfill this contract between him and Mika is by like, killing all of those who died in this war 150, 200 years ago. And, essentially, for Mika to say, you only have to kill 10 more, like, you, if you find who murdered, who the murderer is, then you are able to be free. And, essentially, like, Hunt becomes the bodyguard for Bryce, and they become friends, and... Then stuff happens, and, um, I think, like, then we learn by the end of it, like, just to try and keep this short, 
Um, we learn that, um, Mika actually was the one responsible for a lot of things. Like, he was the one who was responsible for, I think, killing Danica for various reasons. Um, he was the one who did a lot of stuff. Like, he was the one who murdered a lot of innocents. Um, and then Bryce ends up killing Mika, which is not good because essentially Bryce just killed a very powerful archangel, Angel. Um, and then stuff happens and then these portals open and demons from hell come in and to various parts of Crescent City and Bryce is like, okay, I need to go fight for the humans because no one's going to save them. And so she runs and helps the the human part of Crescent City out just because, to give you guys more information, a lot of people in Crescent City don't like humans. Like human is, humans are like the like lowest of the low for the species that exist in Crescent City. Um, like, they get treated horribly in Crescent City. And essentially, um, Bryce is like, I'm going to go help the people who need help. Um, and then Hunt ends up killing Sandriel. And then stuff just happens. Um, Hunt also gets free of his contract with Mika. Um, and then by the end of this, we see... Yeah, it's a lot of stuff that happened. That was essentially the gist of what I remember in this book. Like, the important characters to make sure that you guys remember um, are Bryce, Hunt, Rune. There's also um, Declan and Flynn, who are Rune's, like, sidekicks. So these are, like, Declan is uh, a tech guy. Like, he knows a lot about tech stuff and security and all that stuff. Flynn, I don't really remember what he does specifically, but that's essentially, like, who those guys are. Um, then there is Pollux, who happened, who pops up in the first book, and he's kind of, like, the sidekick for Sandriel, um, and no one likes him. Like, he is, the reason why he became good friends with, and the reason why he was under Sandriel was because he really enjoyed, like, he just likes war and cruelty and all that stuff. Like, I'm going to go very brief with what he likes. Um, and, yeah. So, that's, like, essentially just... There's also... I don't remember the other... I'll talk more in depth about stuff, I think, in the second book. But I think overall... Um, kind of mixed on the book. I think, like... It's... I think, like, it's one of those things where... I think it has the potential of being a better book. I just am frustrated because it could easily have been so much better and shorter. Like, I think my biggest criticism of Stereo J. Maths is that, is, like, Akatar and Crescent City, the plots can be better. Like, there, I think the plots can be so much freaking better. Um, the books need to be shorter. Like, they do not need to be over, like... The, the quality of the plots aren't worth 500 pages plus. Like, I don't need to read a book that's 800 pages. Like, I'm sorry. This book is... The Crescent City was... Let's see. I'm looking at this right now because I would like to know. It is 799 pages. I do not need 
to read a, a book that is 799 pages. Oh, and you guys want to know what the how long the second book is? It is, let's see, um, it is 801 pages. Like, I am, like, thankfully past the halfway mark in the second book because I was reading a lot in the airport the other day. But, like, seriously, like, I don't understand how it can be such a long book. But, anyway, um, I hope you all enjoyed this, uh, book. Sorry, it was very all over. The next book I'm reading is House of Sky and Breath, which is the second book in Crescent City. Um, I... We'll see how it goes. It's 800 pages, so I'm gonna try and get it done the next day or two so I can actually talk to you guys about it, but I'll keep you guys posted, but I hope you all enjoyed this episode, and I will talk to you all in my next one. Bye!